Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated, a broker-dealer, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and ClearVista Financial are not affiliated. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. So I want to start out by going to our mailbag. We got an email uh, the other day from Ron in Cedar Park. Uh, Ron in Cedar Park was asking that uh, this last fall, this last fall, I switched jobs and he's really happy with the opportunity. What should I do with my 401k from my old company? I've saved almost $100,000 in it over the last several years. Good job, Ron. And that's a, that's a good start. You didn't tell us your age or anything, but I assume that you're well on your way to having a good financial future and, and saving for your future retirement goals. Ron, I, I'm reminded of the movie um, Office Space. Now, um, that's been a long, out a long time. In fact, I think they filmed a lot of it right there in Austin. Uh, but in the movie Office Space, there was a character in the show that really had been let go from the company many years ago, but he kept showing up for work. And the most important thing to him was his stapler. I think it was a red swing line uh, stapler and sales of uh, red swing line staples, staplers went up quite a bit after that movie. But that was what was important to him. So when, I, when people ask me that question, I say, OK, yes, you can you can leave your workplace retirement plan from your previous employer at your pre- previous employer's plan, but you're no longer there and and you're not in the groove of the things that are there. Maybe that employer plan had very limited investments. And so, Ron, you know, you have to ask yourself, you know, should I move this money over to my new workplace plan or can I roll it over into an IRA, an individual retirement arrangement. If you want to use that at your next uh, barbecue, you can tell people and quiz people and say, what's an IRA? And they're going to say individual retirement account. And you say, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh, the tax code says (laughs) individual retirement arrangement. So an IRA is an account where it's a qualified retirement plan where we can put our savings and you can roll over those funds uh, into an IRA where you have complete control over them. You can roll them over into your new employer's workplace plan where you can invest in the in the offerings that they have. But you want to make sure that um, you, you look at that new plan, look at the offerings they have. Do they have a diversified basket of stocks and bonds in their or stock fund, mutual funds? Well, some plans are better than others. Most plans are going to have the, the basically the big three they're going to be loaded up with large cap mutual funds. They might have a, a smaller mid cap fund. They're going to have a bond fund of some type. And then they're going to have a series of what we call target date funds. And that is the default option if you don't select anything. So I'd be careful about that. Uh, target date funds, a lot of people mis, mis, are misinformed. They think that the 401k plan advisors are actually looking out for them. And that is not true. Uh, your responsibility, and this happened back in the 1970s when Congress created the ERISA laws that shifted the responsibility in the past. In the past, the responsibility for your retirement was put on the employer. And a lot of times were, these were done through pensions. You really don't see a lot of pensions anymore, right? So when ERISA came out, that law changed things and shifted the responsibility of your retirement savings 
from the employer to you. And so it's important that you're responsible for understanding what's there. So back to your question, what should I do with that money? Well, you've got three options, really four and, and, and maybe a fifth one. Uh, the fourth option is you can cash it out. Please, please, please don't do that. That's bad because you will be taxed on all the value of that $100,000 that you said. You pay tax on it. It'll be like you got a $100,000 raise to Uncle Sam. And if you're under 59 and a half, you're going to pay an additional 10% penalty on that. So depending on what your tax bracket is, you could give half of it to Uncle Sam. And you've been working hard. That money is tax deferred. Or if you're participating in a Roth 401k, um, that money is tax-free if you follow the rules. And so you have to be careful about that. So three, three options. Fourth option, we're not even going to consider because that means destroying up to half of your wealth by making that move. But you can keep it where it is, Ron. Okay. You can keep it where it is. You can roll it over to your new employer's retirement plan. Or you can roll it over to your own individual retirement arrangement or IRA account, okay? And if you do that, you want to consult a financial advisor, you can give us a call in our office. Just go to spendlifewell.com and you can get our number there. Uh, I'll give that towards the end of the show today. But, um, you know, you can do those three things. And congratulations, Ron, on uh, building up your wealth so well in that 401k at your old employer. I wish you the best at your new job. Hope that uh, brings you much success and much enjoyment uh, as you're working there. So you can give us a call here in the studio at uh, 452-1120, 452-1120. We'll talk to you live on the air and give you a chance to ask your question of our financial advisor. And today that's me. Jesse's out ill. Uh, we'll wish him well and speedy recovery. But let's go back to the mailbag. I've got another question that came in. Uh, it's uh, John in Temple. John in Temple, and he kind of his question dovetails into what we wanted to talk about in this last segment. Here is his question: Is I'm planning on retiring the next five years. Will the stock market drop when the next var COVID variant comes out? I don't want all my hard earning savings to go away. And we kind of alluded to this a minute ago. We were talking about something related. We cannot predict the future, and this is one of the biggest. Um, beefs I have with the financial industry. Because when you purchase a stock or a mutual fund, especially, and they give you a prospectus, and that prospectus says, oh gosh, in the last 10 years, our fund is up 120%. And in the last year, we're up 15%. And you're thinking, my goodness, that's awesome. I want that. And we fall into that trap. And this is perfectly legal from the mutual fund companies to give you that performance data, but it does not mean that that is what will happen for you in the future. Right now, we are very near all-time highs in the S&P 500. All-time highs. And it can continue to go up, but it might correct. And with the headwinds that I described to you in the, the previous segment of our show, we have to be concerned. So you don't want to follow willy-nilly into pumping your money or dumping your money into the stock market right now. You need to have a plan. And, and uh, you know, I, I'm thinking 
you know, a lot of people have uh, FOMO, fear of missing out, right? I don't want to miss out. Everyone's making money. I want some of that too, okay? Well, I understand that. That's a, a perfectly normal emotional feeling to have, right? Perfectly normal. But you have to be careful about that. I can't tell you the number of people that call our office when something is at an all-time high and at risk of coming back down. They want to jump into something. And we try to talk them out of, out of it. And sometimes we just have to say, I'm sorry, you know, if you're going to do that, we really can't do that for you because we know the risks that are associated with it. And I just, I just say that, you know, John, you're thinking and asking the right questions right now. What all do you need to do? Um, we have a, a guide that we can share with you of the things you need to be doing and preparing for as you approach retirement. And there's, there, there's a lot of work, right? There's a lot of work preparing, uh, getting your ducks in order, having a plan for how much income you're going to have. Um, what can you expect? Because I, the number one question that I get from folks that come into our office and we try to educate them on these things is, uh, what, what, where do I get my paycheck? And you're thinking, what do you mean? Where do you get your paycheck? You're not working anymore. Well, that's right. You've got several, potentially several sources of income in retirement. You've got potentially social security. And for those of you that don't know, there, if you're a married couple, there's over 22,000 different ways to draw your Social Security benefits. 22,000. You heard me right. 22,000. Which one's right for you? You need to talk to a professional that can help you with that and help you determine what is the best way to draw your Social Security. So we got Social Security, right? And we may have resources that you have saved up, whether it be in retirement accounts, in IRAs. It may be just in a, in a checking or savings account, but you need to have a plan for how much you can safely withdraw over time. And, and we feel, and then you got to prepare for things like, do I do, how am I going to handle health insurance? Am I old enough to get on Medicare? And of course, the cost of that up went up quite a bit this last year in 2022. And we want to help you navigate that. Uh, but the the old adage that was out there by the financial industry, remember, this is the same financial industry that tells you to buy a, a pretty pie chart of stocks and bonds and forget about it. Uh, as the buy and hold approach, or as we affectionately call it in our office, buy, hold and pray. Uh, we are a faith based financial advisor, so we do a lot of praying around the office. But that's not the type of praying that we want to do that. We hope that your basket of stocks and bonds just do well. That's not a, a good, sound investment approach. But there's an old rule out there, retirement rule, and it's called the 4% rule. And that was basically saying, uh, the, the observation was that if you, you withdraw uh, no more than 4% of your retirement assets every year, it should last over your lifetime. Now, the assumption there was that you hopefully will have appreciation in your portfolio every year, maybe a north of 5% or more, and you're only withdrawing Four percent. Well, that was when that rule came around when bonds were returning seven, eight, nine percent annually. And the typical portfolio that we see that comes into our office is a is a portfolio that either has sixty percent equities stocks, or and forty percent bonds, or more balanced approach. They say 
50% stocks and 50% bonds. Well, I just described to you momentarily a few minutes ago that the uh, several of the longer term bond indexes were down more than 6% this year. And if half your portfolio is uh, clicking off at a negative return and you don't own um, a, a good, the right mix of equities at the right time, and in our, in our, um, in our webinar we'll do after the program today, we'll tell you what performed best last year. Uh, we'll tell you that, and you, you'll be surprised. Uh, the, the sectors that did better than others uh, may surprise you. So I encourage you to join us. You can, you can sign up for that webinar at spendlifewell.com forward slash radio. And uh, you can join us. We'll have a little fun. Uh, we'll, we might spend maybe 30 minutes on that. Uh, hope If you're at a computer, please join us. And if you've got questions before we wrap up the show, you can come in at 452-1120, 452-1120. So going back to my conversation about the 4% rule, if you're withdrawing 4% or more, you may be dwindling your portfolio. You may be lowering your portfolio. And that's one of the things that the 4% rule was meant to do is to say that unless you're living a very, very long time, that you won't be drawing down and destroying the corpus, the principle of your portfolio over time. And so that you can pass it on to our uh, greedy, unwashed uh, heirs, right? Well, that's changed. And now they're saying that Really, in order to have a successful withdrawal rate, is something that you and your financial advisor need to address each and every year. And we do that in our office. We talk about how much you can withdraw over time. Uh, and we talk about that every year because if we have a great year, uh, why shouldn't you be allowed to bless others by giving, uh, setting a, some of it alone and let it continue to grow, and also enjoying? The fruits of that, that's wonderful. I, I get really excited. I, I've, I've been trying to convince um, several of my clients to let me be their lackey uh, as they travel around the country and around the world. You know, I'll carry bags. I'll help you hitch up your trailer, uh, even drive it for you. But they're doing some fun things in retirement because retirement is supposed to be the next step in your life, the second half of your life. There's a great book out there by Bob Buford. It's called Halftime. And it really, I encourage anyone that's thinking about retirement to pick that book up. It's Bob Buford Halftime. We'll put that on our website uh, in this next week. But Bob Buford talks about what our purpose is in life and what we will need to do in the second half of life. Because, folks, you know, your vision of retirement might is not going to be sitting in your bathrobe on the front porch in your rocking chair counting the cars go by. Or as my, my, my great science uh, teacher in high school said, and uh, eating a moon pie and drinking a grape knee high. So that's not what retirement's about. Retirement is about the second half of life and what do you think God has in store for you? So you need to make sure that your retirement plan, and you need to have a plan. If you're just going to retire and have a bucket of money, that's not the way to work. You need to be working on this many years before you retire. I can't tell you the number of people that come in my office over the years that come in and say, uh, I want to see if I've got enough money for retirement. And I ask them, okay, when are you thinking about retirement? And they say, oh, I just gave notice to human resources. Folks, that's not the way to do it. You've got to plan ahead because we can help you make, make a good retirement of what you have. But if you don't know, you're flying blind and you are that will create a 
wealth of worry. And we know what scripture tells us about worrying. We are, we are not to worry. We are to pray without ceasing. And uh, we want you to pray without ceasing, but would you, we want you to have a plan. We want you to commit that plan to the Lord and see what he has in store for you. 